Hey, good morning. We are, uh, we're finishing up uh, today our series called Red, and Red is all about the words of Jesus in Scripture, and many of you within your Bibles, someone decided to place uh, the teachings of Jesus Christ in red. And so we've just been exploring those teachings for the last few weeks. We've been simply saying, hey, Jesus, look, there, there's stuff that we just have to admit doesn't make a whole lot of sense. We keep seeming to beat our head against the same wall. We're, we wish we knew how you had designed this to work. And so we just said, would you teach us what you know that we don't know and don't understand? Words in red. And we've really said that this is probably about as close as we're going to get to being like the disciples, having that opportunity to sit at the feet of Jesus and have the creator of the universe explain the universe. So we've been doing that. Today's kind of the wrap-up. And, and today, uh, the thing that we're going to tackle together is how prepared am I for eternity? How prepared am I for heaven? And not prepared in the idea of, am I going to heaven? Uh, hopefully, uh, most of us know in this room that, that going to heaven is about what I believe about Jesus Christ and decisions that I have made about him being my savior. And it really boils down, it's pretty simple to say this, every single last person sitting in this room has a list a list that we came by honestly, a list that we built on our own. It's a list of moments in which we disappointed the heart of God. It's moments in which we did exactly what God told us not to do. It's moments when we shook our fists in the face of God and said, no, 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 I'm smarter than you, get out of my way. And scripture would call each one of those decisions on our list, sin. And that at the end of the day, you and I have to decide who's gonna fix the list? Who's gonna take care of this list of horrible, stupid, dumb, what was I thinking, decisions within my life. And you and I can either choose to be our own savior, which by the way has never worked for anyone, or you and I can bow the knee and say, I need a savior. I need what Jesus Christ did on a cross when he paid for my list. That's what it means to be a Christian, making that decision, declaring him God and me not. So that's how I get to heaven. It's based on what I believe. It's not the question today. The question today is, how are you going to do after you get there? How ready are you to spend eternity in heaven? Most of us have probably never been there before. And uh, it, most of us are probably interested to know what it's going to be like. But my question is, how are you going to do once you get there? I, on occasion, have a chance to travel a little bit. I am a lousy uh, traveler. Uh, I hate being somewhere that I don't know where the nearest Circle K is. Uh, not knowing uh, how to get in my car and go to the restaurant that has food that I like. I, I, I'm probably a little bit of a control freak that way, so traveling is not the most exciting uh, thing for me. And then I, I struggle the whole way through because I, I procrastinate. I wait till the very, 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 very last moment to pack. So here I am throwing everything I can possibly think of at the light into my suitcase. I rush to the airport so that I can make it to the gate just barely in time because I refuse to get there two hours early. Huh? I'm the guy you waited for in the airplane. That's me. That's me. That last one coming on. That was me. Okay, I'm not a great uh, traveler. And inevitably, when I get to my destination, I figure out I forgot something. It's usually my toothbrush. I got toothpaste, just don't have a toothbrush. So I'm sitting there in the morning. I go through the day, I know I'm a little crusty in the mouth, and people are kind of leaning away from me all day long. And I inevitably don't pack my dress shoes. 
So, of course, I'm going to important meetings, and you got to wear dress pants, and then i got my tennis shoes on. And I hate being there and being unprepared. The question we're going to ask today, how prepared are you for the journey? How prepared are you to be in heaven? What's that going to be like? And are we ready? What are you packing for the trip? Because here's what, here's what Jesus is going to say. You realize there's some things that you and I have been packing that won't make it past the security checkpoint. They won't let you take it with you. And that Jesus is going to come back and suggest to you and I that if you and I know that, then why wouldn't you and I simply pack the things we know make it past the checkpoint? It's a great question. So if you have your Bibles this morning, we're going to dig into this just for a little while together. How ready am I? How prepared am I for eternity with God? It's Matthew, Matthew chapter 6, Jesus tackles this topic. Matthew chapter 6. If you're not real familiar, if you go to the back of your Bible, then work to the left, you're going to find this book of Matthew. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, beginning of what we call the Gospels. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Let me read these words in red of Jesus as he tries to prepare us for eternity with him. Here's what he says. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal. So here's what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying, look, look, uh, you and I get a choice. A choice of what we're going to pack in the bags. A choice of what we're going to live for and what we're going to invest our treasures in. And if you and I are not careful, we will spend our entire lives living for things that will not last to eternity. That will not matter when this life is over. Where moth and rust will take their toll. He says instead... But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and rust do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and do not steal. Jesus says there's an opportunity, there's a chance for each of us, if we can grasp this principle, if we can understand this, to live for something that's eternal, something that goes beyond our life, something that lasts for forever. And then he goes on to say, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, interesting thing, because here's what Jesus says. Depending on how you and I decide to pack the bags, depending on what you and I decide to invest our lives in living for, it's going to tell Jesus an awful lot about your heart. Because Jesus says, where you put your treasure tells me what's on your heart. What you value, what you live for, what you care for, I know by what you pack in your bag. Treasures. What, what are what? Every one of us, every one of us has time. We all have the same 24-hour day given to us by God, and God sits with rapt interest to figure out where and how you're going to use those 24 hours. Talent. Every last person in this room got equipped with talent. 
something that is unique to you, some ability that you possess. Some of us at different levels, different ways, different, but every one of us. And you just need to hear this. God did not equip you with that ability so that you could be successful in management at Intel. That's not why he gave you that talent. He gave you that talent hoping that you would use it, you ready, to pack your bags with eternal things. Time, talent, money. See, God says, well, what do you spend your money on? Jesus says, if I could see your checkbook, I'd know what you love, and I would know what you value, and I would know what you live for. And he says, be very careful, be very careful, be very careful that you don't spend your time and your talent and your money, your treasures, packing your bags, living for things that will never last, that will all go away. What Jesus is really calling on here is, is the dot principle. Let me see if I can help. I, I need a volunteer. Who will help me out? I need someone to just unroll some yarn for me. Who will do that? You'll do that? Okay, yeah, come, come on up. Thank you so much for doing this for me. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you this yarn, okay? And you're going to just start unrolling it, okay? Just keep unrolling it. Keep unrolling it. Because here's what we're going to do. This, this is going to be eternity. Okay? And so you're, you're going to make us a timeline right into eternity. So just keep unrolling it. Okay? Will you do that? Yeah. Okay. You know, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking that's not enough for eternity. So just a second. Let me trade you. Okay. So here, here. I want you. No, no. I'll trade you. Take that one. Okay? And, and here's what we're going to do. I'm going to tie this to the table. You're going to just keep unrolling it. Keep going. Okay. okay? Will you do that? All right, go. Keep going. Just keep going. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. When you get to Awatuki, call your mom, okay? <laughs> She'll pick you up. Just keep, that's eternity you got in your hands. Keep going. Okay, now, here's, here's the thing. Whoa, you dropped eternity. <laughs> oh, that's exactly what we're talking about today. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. All right. See, she's young. She doesn't get eternity yet. So, okay. All right, so here, here's the deal. That ball of yarn isn't long enough to represent eternity. You get that, right? Because since eternity doesn't end, the ball of yarn would need to be a never-ending ball of yarn. It would, it would have to go on for forever as a ball of yarn. And that if you and I were then going to graph our life on the timeline of eternity, 
Maybe. Maybe one step. Chances are, one step is probably an exaggeration on the timeline of eternity. Because what Jesus is trying to help you and I, you're in my life on the timeline of eternity is a dot. It's a blip on the timeline of eternity. You came back. <laughs> and here's what Jesus would say. What you and I do in the dot has the potential to change this. Not whether I'm going to heaven or not. We already talked about that, right? We already said you and I are going to heaven based on our belief in Jesus Christ. Ready? You and I are going to heaven because when we asked Jesus to be our Savior, we got the ticket. Okay? But Jesus says, I have the chance in my dot to pack the bags to change what eternity is like to change my rewards to change my status to, to hear God say man thank you that's exactly the life I hoped you would live I can do that with my dot which is why Jesus comes back and says be careful be careful be careful be careful how you live your dot. Be careful how you pack your bags because you want to take things, you want to live for things, you want to take your treasure and invest it in things that go beyond the dot because eternity is an awful lot longer than the dot. Now, just a couple things because if you and I begin to start seeing our lives in this perspective, it changes a whole bunch for us. First thing for you to know, None of us knows how long our dot is. See, the truth is most of us hope and we kind of expect that our dot is 80-some years. That's, but you realize none of us are guaranteed that. That the reality is the only moment you are guaranteed is the breath that's in your lungs right now. Which, once I grasp that, how long can I wait to get serious about my dot? How long can I put off? How long can I say, look, 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 as soon as I finish my career path, then I'll get serious about eternal things. As soon as I get the kids raised and I'm not bothered by that anymore, then I'll worry about eternal things. I'll, I'll join that Bible study. I'll go to the church and serve as soon as the kids are out of the house. But if you and I get that this dot is all we have and no one has a guarantee of how long the dot is, then let me just ask, how long can you and I afford to wait to start worrying about eternal things? Second thing, sometimes you and I are pretty discouraged about our dot. See, we look at our dot and go, I don't know about you, but I got a lousy dot. Have you seen my parents? Have you seen the boss that God gave me? Why would God give me a boss like that when all I've got, all I've got is a dot? Do you know the health conditions that I have to live with? Do you understand my finances and how deep of a struggle this is all the time? Boy, I, I, what a lousy dot. But when you and I begin to understand that it's not about the dot, it's about eternity. 
and that actually some of the things that I take as my disadvantage in the dot, the parents that God gave me, the health issues that I struggle with, the people I have to work with, and realize that those are actually opportunities, opportunities to do something eternal, to witness to that family member, to share my faith with that family member who I struggle with, to, to live the wonder of Jesus Christ in front of my boss, to take what limited resources I have and use them for the kingdom, I all of a sudden realize that what I thought was my deficit in the dot may actually be greater opportunity for me than for people who had an easy dot. Well, that's different, isn't it? But above all, here's what Jesus would say to you and me. Here's what words in red were intended to communicate. Jesus is saying in this moment, please, 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 please do not live for the dot. If you spend your treasures, if you spend your time and you spend your talent and you spend your money leveraging to make your dot more comfortable, tr trying to get the five-bedroom house, trying to buy the newest edition of that car, if you spend your life on the dot, you'll waste your life because it's a dot. And you have the opportunity to change eternity. If you and I, as the followers of Jesus Christ, were honest with each other today, we live our dot an awful lot like people who don't know Jesus live their dot. I mean, let's just be honest. We, we take the time and we take the talent that God has given us and we sell it, right? We sell it to our employer and, and, and our thought is, is that if, if we sell our time and we sell our talent, then our employer will give us money in exchange for our treasure. We then take the money that our employer gave us and we use it to buy back time. See, we, we pay people to mow our lawns so we don't have to and we pay people to wash our cars so we can have that time back and, and some of us have people who clean our houses so that we don't have to use our time for that. And then we take the time that we just bought back and we sell it to get more treasure. And if you and I were honest, we live these lives that by all appearance from the outside look incredibly full and look incredibly like people who don't understand eternity because we're spending our treasures on the same thing they are. And it's exactly what Jesus said in words of red, please, 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 don't live for the dot. Don't take your treasure and leverage it for things that on this earth will never go with you. If you have your Bibles, go with me to another passage because the Apostle Paul tackles this very, very same issue that Jesus is 
helping us navigate. It's 1 Corinthians, so it's going to be a little bit to the right in your Bible. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Just keep going to the right. Paul's talking about a day in which you and I all stand in heaven and God is kind of figuring out what we packed in the bags. He's, he's weighing out and assessing and, and figuring out what we spent our treasures on and what we tried to bring with us. And here's how Paul describes that day. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11. Here's what Paul says. No one can lay any foundation other than the one which is already laid, which is Christ Jesus. So here's what he's saying. Look, when you go to spend your life, when you go to make these decisions, be sure you're making decisions on Jesus Christ. See, it's not about the next car. It's not about the bigger plasma. It's about things that Jesus would applaud. It's about things that Jesus would give you. Ready? His life for eternal things. So when you go to build, when you go to spend your treasure, spend it on this type of thing. No one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If any man builds on this foundation using gold, silver, and costly stones, wood, hay, or stubble, his work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. He's saying, look, there's a day that God's going to take every decision, how I've used my time, my talent, my money, and he's going to figure out, did I do it? Did I do it to make the dot better? Did I do it for eternity? Did I, did I take my treasure and use it for the kingdom of God? How did, what did I do? How did I pack my bags? For it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test the quality of each man's work, and if what he has built survives, he will receive a reward, and if it is burned up, he will suffer loss. He himself will be saved, but only as one escaping through the flames." Here's what he's saying. See, look, look, you and I get to choose. You, you and I get to choose what to leverage our lives for, our time, our talent, our money. And, and I can leverage my life, you ready? For wood and hay and straw. And he says, and then there's coming a day when that it's going to get tested as if it was by fire. And what happens to wood and hay and straw when you stick it in fire? How many of you guys remember Atari 2600? Okay. How many are here saying, I'm not that old? Okay. All right. So for those of you that were not there, I'm a freshman in college. The rave of the day, the rave of the day, Atari 2600. And for those of you that weren't there to witness this absolute marvel in technology, okay, Atari 2600 was the beginning of video games, and, and, and there was this, this little paddle, and, and you could turn a knob, and it would go up and down on the side of the screen. And then on the other side, there was another paddle, and you could turn a knob, and it would go up and and down. And then there was a square ball that, that would go between the two paddles. And if, and if you were highly coordinated, incredibly adept, you could use this marvel of technology to play ping pong. Okay? Atari 20. And then, and then, and then they came out with space invaders. 
okay? Remember that? Okay. I, I was blown away. Who could believe that you could buy an Atari 2600 hookup? I was, I saved, I worked and I worked, I, starving college student, I worked and I worked and I worked and I saved and I saved and I saved and I saved and I cannot even tell you the joy, the absolute thunderous, incredible joy of my heart as I walked into Target that day, took my Atari 2600, walked up to the counter, bought it, I took it home, my friends marveled, people came over from everywhere to see my Atari 2600. A week later, they came out with Nintendo 64. <laughs> I don't even remember what happened to my Atari. I, 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 I don't know if we threw it away or if I gave it to, I don't even remember. Get what Jesus is saying. Be careful, be careful, be careful. Don't spend your life on Atari 2600 or getting the next better house and that car that you want so desperately right now and you can't live without, you realize in three years you're going to hate that car. You won't be able to wait to trade it in. And she's, look, look, look. Jesus is saying, I gave you, I gave you time and talent and treasure and my hope was that you would leverage it for eternity. Please, 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 please don't take that and buy wood and hay and stubble. Jesus then says, what, what Paul says there's, there's a second option. There, there's a second decision you can make here. So you, you, can, you can buy something. You can buy gold, silver, precious stone that you and I in this moment can say, no, 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 no. I'm going to leverage what God has given me for that which goes beyond the dot, for that which is eternal, for that which lasts, which, which, which simply means this. It, it, it's moments in my life in, 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 in which I say, okay, I got vacation time coming. What, what if I went on a mission trip? I know, I know, I know people are going to think it's a little weird and there's bugs, and, but what if I took some of my vacation time and used that for eternal? To tell people who don't know about Jesus about Jesus, to build houses for people who don't have houses, to work on a church building where there's not a church building. What, what, if, what if I did something that lasts? What, what, if, what if when the boss comes and says, hey, we, we need some more overtime? And I've already been doing overtime. And I know that's the way you climb the corporate ladder and you don't say no to the boss, but what, 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 what if? What if I said, you know, there's nothing I can buy with that overtime that's worth the time away from my family and my kids having a parent, being there to tell them about life and about God? What if I chose something eternal with my time. What if I looked at my money and I began to ask myself, I wonder if God 
gave me this to buy the newest iPhone or if God gave me this to leverage for the kingdom, to use it so that lives would be changed and people would get answers for their life and the name of Jesus would get famous. I wonder what would be, are you ready for this? A wiser way When you and I get this moment, when you and I understand words in red and what Jesus just said to us, I suddenly realize that my dot is an opportunity to do something eternal and that the most foolish thing, the most short-sighted thing I could do would be to live my dot for the dot and have nothing left that lasts. To, to make it to heaven basically with the clothes on my back because I didn't do anything beyond my dot. See, here, you realize if you and I got this principle, it would change how we live. Our, our whole way of thinking would be blown out of the water. It would because you and I would look at every opportunity, every moment we had to live, every dollar that touched our hands, every moment that we had, and we would say to ourselves, when's the last time I did something eternal in my life? If you and I got this moment, you ready for this? When the offering plate was passed in church, we would applaud. Are you kidding me? You mean I have a choice of what to do with my dollar. And, and, and I, can, I can either, I can take my dollar and, and I can go spend that on something that one day is going to break and end up in the junkyard and wear out. Or I can take that same dollar and change eternity and grow the kingdom. That's a different question, isn't it? See, you, you, you and I would look at time differently and we'd say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I can, I can spend that hour watching TV or I could spend that hour changing a life. Here's the, don't get this wrong. Jesus is not asking you and me to be monks. He's not asking you and me to sell everything and, 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 and do it. That's not what he's saying. He's simply asking this. As you go through life, as you make your decisions, how much does eternity, how much do you think outside the dot when you decide what to buy and what to live for and what to use your life for? There's this guy who, years ago I was his youth pastor his name is Alan uh, Furman. He married a great gal named Nicole, and Nicole was in my youth group also. And when we started the church, they came over and started the church. I don't think Alan would mind me saying this, but when Alan was young, when he was a teenager, there were a lot of people who looked at Alan and said, I I'm just not sure how this guy turns out. Alan has been amazing. I mean, Alan has been one of those guys who has just put his heart and his life into getting somewhere. And he's worked for Cox Communication and he has just moved up and moved up and moved up and moved up and moved up through Cox. Matter of fact, a, a little while back, one of his supervisors, so now he's in kind of
kind of upper middle management, comes to him and says, hey, you know what, you have moved so rapidly through our company that we didn't realize it, but we like forgot to give you the money that's commensurate with the position you got like two times ago. So we're actually underpaying you by like $24,000. So we're gonna fix your salary. We're gonna get that 24,000 to you. To which Alan and Nicole sat down and said, huh, I wonder what I should do with $24,000. Because we're already doing okay. I wonder if we should use it for the kingdom. I wanted to interview Alan today. I wanted to bring him up here and have him tell you his story himself. He's unavailable because he's gone today with high school kids on a trip, on a youth group trip. Think about that. Here's a guy who's moved up the corporate ladder at Cox Communication who's using his time, are you ready for this, to ride on a bus with a bunch of stinky high school kids who don't know when to go to sleep and... And here's the answer. Alan, Alan and Nicole are either really, really stupid or they understand the dot. See, here's what Jesus said. That one day, this life that I've lived and all the wood and the hay and the stubble and all the gold and the silver and the precious stones that I put in, one day we figure out what it was. And scripture says, because he tests it by fire, and only what survives is what lasts. So here's what I'm wondering. What if that was today for you? What if God just said, okay, done. How much would burn up? How much of what you and I have spent our lives for? And how much would be eternal? <laughs> I just know for me that my answer is that's not the sound I want to hear in heaven. I would much rather my answer. What about you? Let's pray. So here's what I'm just going to ask. Heads bowed, eyes closed. How prepared are you? Are you living like everybody who doesn't know our God lives? Are you living for the dot? In the last 30 days, what have you done that Jesus would say, man, I am, that's exactly why I put you on earth. That's exactly what I was hoping you would do with your time and your 
money and your talent. That was eternal. Dear Lord Jesus, if we are totally honest, we have spent most of our treasure on the dot, on things to make ourselves comfortable, on things to make ourselves successful, and and we haven't even thought about eternity. We, We haven't even thought about those things that go beyond in our lives. And God, we just... We're just willing today to reconsider, to hear words in red, to hear you say to us, whatever you do, don't live for the dot, live for eternity. In Jesus' name, amen.